You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and interviews. Brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and this week we have three special guests. We have Lily Virginia, the Dry States, and Meredith Lunsford. Sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, episode number nine. Um, got a great episode for you guys. We have some uh, great live music. We're going to start out hearing from Lily Virginia, who's a really good friend of mine. And then we're going to hear from uh, the Dry States, straight out of Brooklyn. And then we're going to get to a really cool performance um, by Meredith Lunsford. Um, uh, she's a, a really young performer, a new performer. So uh, we're going to get to all that. It's going to be a great show. So uh, stick around and enjoy. But before that, we want to do a little bit of news and a little bit of uh, storytelling, maybe talking a little bit. Um, I first want to just get to a couple uh, like news notes about the podcast. First off, um, the podcast is a, a recording of a live show. It's centered around the live show. The live performance is really where it's at. So come out to Putnam's and see us play. You know, we use one, maybe two songs from all the performers but everybody plays a 35 to sometimes an hour long set. I perform every week. So you really got to come out to get a feel for, for what's going on. And the reason I bring that up is because the sound of the podcast or what we're recording can change. We're recording it straight from the soundboard. So you're not really hearing what's in the room. So in the room, it may sound different than you know, if the guitar is coming through too loud, I got to turn it down. But then in the recording, you might not hear much guitar. So first off, I got to say, I'm not making excuses. I take full responsibility. I'm the sound man at the show. So I take full responsibility if the sound isn't correct. But the live performance is where it's at. And in the room is where it sounds the best. Having said that, um, we're going to get to some music later that that will make more sense of why I'm bringing that up. But um, you really got to come out. Every Sunday, we're there. We're performing at 8 p.m. at Putnam's, 419 Myrtle Avenue, Clinton Hill. And I see the statistics of who is listening to this podcast, and it's really cool to see there's a ton of different countries that are listening to it, which, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. But far and away, the United States is the most, and New York City is, hands down, the highest listenership. So, I know you people are listening. Come out to the show. Every Sunday, 8 o'clock. Please, you know, we, we need people to come. Um, there's people at Putnam's every week, but we want more people there for the live music. So please, please come on out. Um, I wanted to just, you know, talk a little bit about that, the sound coming out. Also, the email address that I do all the booking through is putnamsacousticsunset at gmail. Putnamsacousticsunset, that's just one long word, no apostrophe, at gmail. Um, I'm going to say it one more time, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. That's where I do all the booking. Um, I also, you know, monitor it constantly. So if you have, if you're 
have some comments. If you have, if you like what you're hearing, if you don't like what you're hearing, if you have a recommendation for a performer, let me know because I'm reading that every day and I would love to hear from you. So also want to say, I saw that we're getting a lot of um, ratings on iTunes, which means people are listening to what I'm saying and big thanks. You know, if you haven't done it, go to iTunes, go to the iTunes store and give us, you know, rate us honestly what you feel, but um, it, it just helps a lot. We want to be in the uh, new and noteworthy podcast um, whenever we can. So it's really good. Um, as far as the, um, I usually do a little bit of a monologue at the beginning of this, and I have written down, um, when do you throw things out? And I was thinking about this yesterday. I played this, um, I played at a, a fundraiser um, it was in support of the Safe Embrace Trauma Healing Program powered by the Global Gratitude Alliance in Nepal. And I was cruising through um, New York. I had two tote bags. I had a guitar on my back. I had this Fender Passport PA system that is my uh, friend Mark Pressman's. And I had my messenger bag. And my messenger bag, I've been carrying this thing around probably for nine years now. And the thing is so worn. None of the latches work. The The strap that goes over your shoulder is one side is held together with twine. The other side is held together with some electrical tape and a piece of, and a latch and a piece of leather that I put together. And I was just thinking about how I've been, this thing has gone all around the world with me, all around the United States with me. And... I put it on my shoulder every day. I carry guitar cables in it, my harmonicas, and I never really think twice about it. But I mean, what would it take? I could just go to the store and get a new bag for, you know, cheap, what, maybe $100 most, probably $30 I could find a bag, but I just never do it. So if you're like me, I feel like I don't know when to throw things out. I will, if things can be completely dysfunctional, but as long as you can still use them, I still do it. I just, continue to use them and I just I want to know what do you guys do like do you have this same problem I don't know if it's because I'm just a broke musician that I can't ever get rid of stuff but I just can never I can never get rid of it there are times however that I do know when to get rid of things and I'm going to tell you a story right now I had this guitar case and I bought it I know when I bought it because I was going to the Bahamas with my friend another Mark another friend of mine, Mark Roberts, and we're going to work down at Seabase in the Florida Keys, and then we're going to Nassau for a week during our Christmas break from college. And I know it was 10 years ago because I my passport recently um, expired, and I got I had to get a passport for this, for this uh, trip. So I knew that I needed a new guitar case. I had, my, I had like this old, you know, hard case that I got, I, I wanted a gig bag, something that went on my back. So I went to Chivalbines. This is the second time I've talked about Chivalbines, which is interesting. I used to go there, you know, once a week in Cape when I lived in Cape Girardeau. So I go into Chivalbines. Kenny Keller was working there, and he says, you know, hey, Carl, what's up? What, do you, what can I do for you? And I, I just said, I need a guitar case. And I'm going to the Bahamas. I need a case. He's like, do you need a like a real sturdy hard case? And I was like, actually, I want the opposite. I want a gig bag, something I can carry on my back. And there's literally one hanging on the wall behind him. And he's like, how about this one? For sale, $29. And I, and I bought it. And 
I loved it. It was great. It ma- the crazy thing was I had this CCS skateboard backpack. It was the same color. It was it matched it. And I had that thing. I I it went all over the world with me. Um when I was living in St. Louis, my dog chewed it up. So I had to get some twine and and rig it up and man, I just carried it around all the time. When I got to New York, I was always carrying my guitar in it, my like gig guitar. And one time I I thought I was putting my arm through the gig bag. I, I was actually putting my arm through the messenger bag and I dropped the guitar off my other shoulder thinking it was going to go onto my you know right shoulder and the thing just fell off my back and broke the face of my guitar and I had to you know re-glue it. I'm still using the guitar but I also vowed to never carry my gig guitar in that um, soft case anymore but I still used it. I have this you know, when I busk or when I do kids music or anything, I use this old, this real cheap classical guitar. And I, I was always carrying it in this green backpack, uh, backpack style guitar case. And I had that thing for so long and it was barely functional up until a couple of weeks ago. I, like only one strap would work. It would literally like hit people on the subway because it was, there was no structure to it. It was always just swinging around. But there was a day that something happened and I knew I had to get rid of it. I had just finished doing a kid's sing-along. I went and I got on the G train in Brooklyn. Shout out to the G train. And I'm like walking down looking for a seat. I'm kind of exhausted. So I really wanted to sit down and I look over and there's this woman sitting there and an open seat next to her. And she is probably, you know, above 300 pounds, um, black woman with sweatpants on and she had this big fucking leaf a big orange looked like a maple leaf or something but it was just this big leaf and it looked really pleasant to me and I like smiled and I was like yeah you know I'm gonna sit next to her so I, I sit down and I'm taking a load off and you know we go through like three or four stops and I see <clears throat> on the floor of the subway some liquid and I'm pretty astute. Like I, I busk in the subway and I was a busker for many years. I'm pretty savvy on the subway and I can avoid liquids and solids, gross, but you know, thing, questionable materials. I'm pretty good at avoiding. So I'm sitting there and I see this liquid and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I didn't, you know, I figured somebody had spilled something and I was like, man, I can't believe I, I sat next to that. And it's like hitting my guitar and I'm like, oh, so I put the guitar up on my feet and it's sort of like moving and it's getting, there's more and more of it developing under under my feet. And at the next stop, the woman that was sitting right next to me gets up and her tan sweatpants were now dark brown because she had completely soiled her pants. And now I realize that my guitar had just been sitting in her urine and I look over at the seat because she's sitting right next to me. And luckily, if you know the G train, they have sort of concaved seats. And so luckily, all the urine, um, which I, you know, had to be urine, all the urine was like stuck in her little pool and not hitting me, but definitely all over my guitar case and all over the ground. And she just like gets up and merrily walks off the subway. And I was like, oh, hell no. So <laughs> that was a moment when I was like, goodbye, guitar case. So I unzip my guitar case. I take the guitar out and, you know, Next stop, get off and just throw that thing out. And I'm just like thinking, man, 
we had we had a good run. Went all over the world together, Guitar Case. I was, you know, fixing you up with twine. I was taping you up and everything. And and that's how you go out on on the G train, going cross town in Brooklyn. The G train. The G train takes you to Clinton Hill. And that's where Putnam's Pub is at 419 Myrtle Avenue. You can get off at the Clinton Washington stop and you walk a couple blocks and at the corner of Clinton and Myrtle Ave is Putnam's. And that's where we record this podcast. It's where we do live music every Sunday at 8 p.m. They have a fully stocked bar. They have amazing food. The place just smells delightful when you walk in. Jerry and Audrey are the owners. They do a wonderful job of making sure that that place is run. It's a well-oiled machine. It's a wonderful restaurant at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill or on the web at putnamspub.com. All right, we're getting to the live music now. Um, up first is, it's really my pleasure to... Um, to bring you music from my good friend, Lily Virginia. I first met Lily at a, a fundraiser for another a mutual friend that we have uh, was doing a fundraiser um, for this uh, television show, actually, that they were, they were putting together, and they found an orphanage in India. And whenever they were trying to get the word out about their television show, they did a fundraiser to raise money for this orphanage that they found when they were filming in India. That night, I was... Um, volunteering as a bartender and Lily came and was playing music and uh, I remember the first time I met her she asked me to carry her mandolin and I did and ever since then we we become really good friends we do kids music together uh, the lily pads is the name of our little kids band that we have we um, and it's she's a really good friend to we both are songwriters and we bounce ideas off each other constantly so it's my treat to uh, to in, to have her play at put at the Acoustic Sunset and at Putnam's on Sunday, and um, I really think you're gonna dig it. Uh, this is Lily Virginia playing her song. Slows until it starts unraveling like old clothes falling down around my feet. Like I'm standing here naked in the moonlight, knees shaking to the rhythm of my eyesight. Deep dreaming got me open, got me woken up. Deep dreaming of, deep dreaming of the truth that I've been running from. Deep dreaming now, deep dreaming got me open, got me woken up. Deep dreaming now, deep dreaming of the truth that I've been running from. Waves crashing into shore, I'm seeking shelter. Go farther out to see where it gets calmer. Dive away down underneath till I feel normal. Slowly start to breathe, we get immortal. Deep 
get immortal Deep dreaming got me open, got me woken up I'm deep dreaming of, deep dreaming of the truth that I've been running from Deep dreaming of, deep dreaming got me open, got me woken up Deep dreaming of, deep dreaming of the truth that I've been running from Play Deep Dreaming. Uh huh. Is this was that on an album or is that a newer song? It's a newer song. It is kind of in the aesthetic of this album that I have coming up. So I secretly want to record it with the band. We're actually gonna re- um, we're gonna rehearse it on rehearse it on Tuesday. Um, so I'm excited. See how it goes. So what's it look like for you to write a song like that? How does that come about? This song. I mean, every song is different. Of you course, know, yeah. as a songwriter. Um, but this song had a very kind of interesting way that it came about. I was part of a songwriting group and they there's this app called Deep Dream on Google and you like upload a photo and then it and it does this algorithm on it and it makes it look really weird. And so the song club was like all right, this week's assignment is to check out this algorithm and see what comes up and what inspires you. I just took the title. (laughs) (laughs) And then simultaneously, um, my friend from high school, she's an amazing writer. She's working on a novel, young adult fiction fantasy about a girl that um, doesn't know that she's a mermaid, but then realizes it. And so um, that that book is not out yet, but when it is, I'm gonna tell everybody because I read it and like, I was just hooked for two days straight. Like you couldn't talk to me. It was so <laughs> bleeping good. I don't oh, know. We can say fucking. Um, we're, we're allowed to say fucking <laughs> yeah, on totally. this podcast. Even though I, right. I did say it was a clean language, but okay. whatever. Okay. You can say fucking. Fuck, 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 fuck. I've fuck, said fuck, it before. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay, so I, I was also reading um, this book and I, one had this song prompt, two was really inspired by my friend's book, and so wrote a song about 
realizing that you're a mermaid. But it was also kind of like, I mean, it's in a way, it's a coming of age book that she wrote. And so I think like in any song, there's ways to tie it into other themes that are going on in your life. Like, you know, realizing something that you've been running from, like dreams can show us things that we're not really willing to face. So kind of also bringing that aspect into it. Cool. Um, cool. And and you said this is newer than the new album. It's newer than the new <laughs> album. <laughs> so, well, that's cool. That's what we're trying to uh, get at with this podcast and with this show is like new new songs and and then talk a little bit about the craft of song. So that uh, songwriting group, what was the what was the deal with that? You had to write a song a week or something like that. It was a song every ten days. Okay. Um, they still do it. It's awesome. How long um, How long were you involved with it? Well, basically, you are involved in it until you fail to submit your song. <laughs> and then you're not allowed. To, and then you're not. Then is you it like a physical, you meet physically? You don't or meet it's all online? It's online. Um, I think the thing for me was like, I was really good at it for like, I don't know, maybe a few months. Oh, maybe that's stretching it a bit. But I didn't have anybody like critiquing it, like being like, you should do this better, this better. Um, so I was like, wait, is anybody listening to this? And then when I didn't have, when I didn't have like a deadline, even though there was a deadline, mm-hmm. I wasn't as uh, motivated. motivated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah. I'm good, you know, I think it's like, it's good to hop around to different songwriting All right. Thanks a lot, Lily. Um, like I said, Lily's a really good friend of mine. And you can find her on the web, uh, lilyvirginia.com. Or she does this really cool thing. Um, a lot of musicians are doing it, but uh, <clears throat> she's the only one that uh, she turned me on to it. But uh, she has a phone number. It's 1-917-746-0723. I'm going to repeat that and then explain it. one 746 0723. And if you text that number, you will get updates on her music and when she's performing and everything. Because the idea is sort of that we all use our phones for everything. That should be where we are promoting shows. So um, get at her at that number or, you know, online. Um, I mentioned earlier in this podcast about the sound. And the reason I did is because up next, we have the dry states. Now, you've heard, if you've listened to the other episodes, um, Alex G played a, a solo performance for us, and then he brought his whole band out to play on this particular night, and they absolutely killed it. They were a great band that night, and um, I'm not sure that this recording um, is representative of what they sounded like. Um, I, I run the sound at the show and then we, like I said, we do this, we record straight off of the soundboard. So there's a little bit of truth here, but it's also like in the room, it, it sounds different. So in this particular recording, um, the guitar is, is, is quiet because he was going through an amp, which, you know, amplifies and you can hear by itself so the guitar is quiet in the recording and the bass player had a bit of a buzz in his bass guitar um we're still we still are going to use it and you know they they still sound good and you can still understand 
uh, where they're going with it. I just want to tell you that I take full responsibility for this. Uh, it's just that it's not indicative of exactly how they sounded the night of the show. Having said that, you know, having said that disclaimer, I'm really excited to have Alex back. He stuck around um, and did the interview afterwards and is just a, um, has become a really good friend. And I really appreciate his music. I really appreciate his, um, his views on music and what he's trying to do. So we're going to get to the dry states right now. I got a call today. Actually, it was a text. I'm so sick of texting. I got a call today. Actually, it was a text. The message said, dance tonight with a question mark. And I said, yes. It's been a rough week. And I want to forget. You know what makes it all worse? Looking at my chub change paycheck. Been a rough week. And I want to forget. You know what makes it all worse? Looking at my chump change paycheck. But it's Friday night. I got new shoes and a fancy hat. I'm going out for Friday night blues. Let's dance. Sometimes you gotta get away, leave your worries at the door. That's the story. Sometimes you gotta get away, leave your worries at the door. It's Friday night, I'm gonna dance till I can't stand. I'm going out for Friday night blues. The women are cute. And I could drink some booze going out for Friday night blues. And, um, Is that your song? That's my song. That's an original song. It's called Friday Night Blues. And when when did you write that? How how, how old is it? Or um. Maybe three years ago I wrote the song, and like a lot of songs, it takes probably maybe a year or two to really 
work it out and make it better uh-huh. I think that song came together pretty nicely yeah it um, sounded great what's what's a song like like how does that come about because we're trying to get at what it looks like for songwriters what the craft of songwriting is so a song like that you get the title first or do you just have the a lot of times I start riff? with a title okay. um, there's a theory called top down where you start with the main idea and you work your way backwards so I can't say I'm such a diligent or knowledgeable songwriter I'll get a title together mm-hmm. like we have a song called hustling our lives away that was yeah, our that last was, song it's like yeah, a straight feel song. rock and roll blues kind of song and it's a song about going out working your ass off and you know going through the motions every day you know every day kind of seems the same another day another dollar yeah um, and I just started with the lyrics and I go backwards and Friday Night Blues was the same was the I same. actually um, I, I social dance and there's a dance in New York City called Friday Night Blues and I kind of did it after that song but the idea is that you're going out on Friday night and you want to forget about the week you want to mm-hmm. forget about your life yeah yeah because life is not easy these days no it is not and that's one of the great things about music and I'm sure dance too what you can't notice because this is all, um, all audio but we had a lot of well, maybe not a lot, but we had consistent dancers tonight in the uh, <laughs> in Putnam's. But um, just talk a little bit more about that. You've been dancing for a while. How does that work out for you? How did you get into that? It's great. The two best things that I've ever done in my life is uh, music and dance in that order. And I really love music. I love dancing. And I swing dance primarily. I'm not a great dancer, but I do it socially. And I can dance. I've been doing it for a while. And um, blues dancing is... A t- is a very freeform type of dance it's very close mm-hmm. it's very intimate and it's all slow blues generally that's why it's called blues dancing and a lot of my music maybe kind of generates from that because I always enjoyed blues based music even when I was a kid when I was 19 I finally made a little bit of money and it took my mom and dad to see ain't nothing but the blues it's an old it, 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 it's an old theater show it's a musical they've been doing it for years and I didn't know what blues was even. Yeah. I just thought it was pretty cool. The tickets were 17 bucks. You know, <laughs> I, I took my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. It was a gift. And I've always enjoyed blues-based music. There's a feel about it. There's something about it that's very honest that I feel like I understand. Oh, that's awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know. I got the... All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, like I said, they do a wonderful job, and I really appreciate um, Alex and and uh, the way the way he goes about his business of being being a performer. Our final guest that we're gonna have tonight is Meredith Lunsford, and Meredith um, is a is a young performer, and she um, her dad does the web stuff for Putnam's website uh we work pretty closely together to um to get uh everything organized to promote the show he also runs their social media stuff and stuff and he reached out to me and asked um well when we first started doing the show he asked he expressed interest in that meredith would probably want to play and we got her up this particular night so it was really cool um it's really cool to to see the full spectrum of performers you know she's a young performer i remember at one point i was a young performer myself so it's really fun to see you know the the stars in her eyes and and she really killed it uh so we're gonna get to her music right now and i really hope you i hope you enjoy it so this is meredith
don't you know that sometimes I need someone that's there for me Someone who cares about me And don't you see that look upon my face Do you think that I'm a mental case for me? For baby, and I can't remember the last time you were here. And I've been shining, baby, but it's making me go crazy. And I need to stop swimming in my own tears. And it hurts to look at our pictures and wish that you were here with me. But I need to forget about. And get back to reality. Oh, I gotta get back home. You keep lying right to my face. I keep trying, but those days are over. They are over, and it hurts to look at our pictures and wish that you were here with me but I need to forget about that and get back to reality oh I gotta get back oh and I need to let go of all to reality Oh I gotta get back Oh I gotta get back to reality All right, thanks a lot Meredith uh, because um, we usually the way the, the night works is we will do all of the music and then the musicians generally stick around and then we sneak out to the street after everything is done, Meredith had to go home, so we didn't have an interview with her, which is unfortunate, but it's okay, you know. Um, I really, I was talking to Paul, Paul Pontius. Um, Paul puts together these podcasts, and, you know, you've heard him in the background before, you've heard him on the interviews, but we are talking about um, about the, like, the texture of this podcast. So you really have three different textures sonically. You have this, what I'm doing right now, are sort of like the bones of the podcast, then you have the live performance, which is directly off the soundboard. And then you have the street side interview where you can hear constant horns honking and, and dump trucks going by and trash trucks and stuff. And uh, it's not ideal, but actually I think it's really cool. And I really like it. I like the, um, the sort of diversity in, in sound. So we always sneak outside and do uh, the interviews and... 
what we're really trying to do is just give people a little bit of time to talk about what their process and how they write songs and what they're and what they're trying to do because if you're a performer it's not people don't often ask ask for that you you're hired to do a gig you you show up you do the job and then you leave and maybe you get paid or whatever but there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes goes into it me personally I love that end of things I always loved VH1's VH1 storytellers or um, in New York, WFUV is a great radio station and they do um, a live performance every Monday night and they talk to them. I, I love hearing about everybody's process because it's different for everyone. Some people write songs right away. They never uh, change the words. Some people write dummy lyrics, change them back. Some people work on songs forever. It's cool to see that there are so many different ways to do the job of writing a song which then and the fi the finished product is a three minute thing where it rhymes and like that's all you really end up with is just three minutes of rhyming and so and everybody goes about it a different way so that's what we're really what we're really trying to do here and i really appreciate you guys listening it means a lot um Thanks to all the new listeners and everything. There's a couple plugs I want to do for myself. I am playing at Pete's Candy Store on January 29th. That's a Friday night at 11 p.m. Of course, come to Putnam's at 8. And I'm sorry to be so demanding of the listeners, but I do got to let you know that, of course, come to Putnam's. Um, this where we where we record all of the uh, live music for this podcast, but... Pete's Candy Store is in Williamsburg, and it's a it's a very quaint, um, vibey, cool um, venue. And I can do I like to do a lot of storytelling, and it's not really Putnam's isn't conducive to it. Putnam's is more of a of a bar gig, so you gotta you kind of gotta rock out and you gotta entertain. Whereas Pete's is more of like a um, a quiet listening room. So, uh, January 29th at 11 p.m., Friday night, 11 p.m., I'll be playing. Um, come on out. I also want to do a plug for the email um, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset again at Gmail. Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. Please get at me, Carl. I'm monitoring it constantly. So, if you know of a performer, um, touring bands, if you know of a touring band coming through town looking for a gig, um, you know, hit me up. We love to have touring bands. We want all sorts of music. So please get at me if you know anybody that is interested. Um, I want to send out a bunch of thank yous again because this whole thing is made possible by my friend Paul and by Putnam's. Jerry and Audrey at Putnam's. They're amazing people. They're really uh, friends of musicians. They're great owners and they um, are down and they respect what we're doing here. So, I, you know, big thanks to them. Again, like I said, Paul, he's putting this all together. He makes it sound good. I do the talking, which I'm not even all that good at, to be completely honest, but <laughs> he makes it sound good. So, you know, big thanks to Paul. Big thanks to all the serving staff at Putnam's. You know, they do a wonderful job. Let, at this particular night, David was the bartender. He does an, uh, an incredible job. He knows, he knows everybody. It's so cool. So, Come on out to Putnam's. We record this 8 p.m. every Sunday night. Putnam's Acoustic Sunset. 
So um, I'd love to see new faces. Please get at me if you have any comments, questions. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Peace, love, and rock and roll.